Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we can gather in the name of Jesus. Father, we look back over 2023 and we say, God, that you have been faithful. You have been faithful. And we look at 2024 and say, God, you will be faithful because that is who you are. You are unchanging God, the one who loves, the one who goes before, the one who is with us. No matter what season, the ups and downs, you are with us and you are providing and that you are giving and you are loving and you are kind and you are leading. We thank you for who you are, God. As we come to your word, may you speak to us. May you bring great encouragement to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. What has our theme been for 2023? Faithful. Faithful. That's right. Being full of faith. And so today I've got two questions for you that we're going to work on together. The first question is this. What steps of faith have you taken in 2023? Personal. What steps of faith have you taken in 2023? And number two, what would a faithful 2024 look like? Now I'm going to talk a little bit. Then we're going to read Hebrews chapter 11, a bit before, a bit after it. And then we're going to spend the last 15 minutes with an open microphone where we're going to ask you to come and share for one minute only. One minute because you can't have five minutes because people won't have the opportunity. So one minute or less, the answer to either question one or question two. We did it in the nine o'clock service. It was just so encouraging. And we're believing it's also going to be encouraging at this service. So as I share, maybe think around number one, What steps of faith have you taken in 2023? And then, what would a faithful 2024 look like? Now, as we talked about living by faith, living full of faith, we talked about three different types of faith. First faith is saving faith. That's the day you become a Christian, where God saves you from death and brings you to life. Maybe you became a Christian in 2023. Or if you're not yet, maybe today's the day you're going to become a Christian. That's saving faith. Number two is resting faith. Resting faith is when everything around you is in chaos. Situations in life that you have no control over, you feel overwhelmed, you have nothing you can do to fix it, and you know what, God? I'm going to trust you in this situation. I'm going to rest knowing that you've got it. That's resting faith. The third type of faith is stepping faith, where we step out in obedience and do the thing that God wants us to do. So as you think about saving, resting, and stepping faith, here's the questions again. What steps of faith have you taken in 2023? And what would a faithful 2024 look like? Sound okay? So I'm going to read this, our Bible passage for this year. We work through Hebrews chapter, well, I work through Hebrews chapter 11. And it's a long text. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to read you the text. All of chapter 11 is going to take about five or six minutes. And then we're going to go back to the questions and then allow you to come and share. Okay? Matthew, good? Good, just checking. <laughs> the context, the context is there are a bunch of people who are from a Jewish background who have committed their life to Jesus. They're Messianic Jews. They're also described as the Hebrews who have committed their life to Jesus. And the writer writes to them because they are being persecuted for their faith. Because of their, because of their newfound faith in Jesus, they've been rejected by their Jewish community and they're being treated poorly for their faith in Jesus. And the, and the writer of Hebrews says, don't quit, 
Jesus is better. Don't quit. Jesus is better. Jesus is better than anything you're going to find in Judaism. And Jesus is better than any persecution that you could ever go through. And this is how, and that's why he writes the letter. Starting in chapter 10, verse 32, leading into chapter 11, this is what it says. Remember, those earlier days after you had received the light, after you become a Christian, when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution, and other times you stood side by side with those who were, treated, who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. They knew that what was ahead of them in eternity was better than what they had now. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Verse 36, you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he's promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and not delay. Who is he in that verse? Who is it? Jesus. He who is coming is coming and he will not delay. Verse 38, and, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. Then, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, verse 6, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with the faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Why did he live in tents? For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so, from this one man... And he as good as dead, in other words, he couldn't have children, he was too old, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show they are looking for a country of their own. If they'd been thinking of the country they'd left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were looking 
They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a matter of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, that's it, yep. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he'd grown up, refused to be known as a Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. For by faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around there for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? We knew at the end. I do not have time to tell you about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth, about David and Samuel and the prophets who through them conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and he became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, so they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment, they were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated perfect. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all com commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us, they will be made perfect. Three verses to go. Chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on who? Jesus. The pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. I started preaching through that at the beginning of the year and we finished just a few weeks ago. That's what we looked at this year. These people were these Hebrews who committed their life to Jesus who were going through a difficult season. The writer wrote about the people of old to encourage them as they kept going, 
You keep going too. So back to our questions and time for the testimony. What I'd like you to do is take a minute to reflect and then one at a time come up. We have about 15 minutes, so we have about 12 people that could come and share for one minute maximum. I say one minute, so it gives people the opportunity. When you come up, do a couple things. Hold the microphone near your face. The lights are bright. That's okay. It means that we can see you well. Okay? It might be harder for you to see. Get ready for that. And answer one of these questions. What steps of faith have you taken in 2023? Answer that one. Or what would a faithful 2024 look like? Take a minute, reflect, and then Margaret's going to come first. Is that okay, Margaret? Good. Thank you. Okay, back in um, the end of last year, when they, uh, Kim was going to start pre-ministry, I said, I want to be in the pre-ministry team, and that meant I had to have pre-ministry myself. And while I was having pre-ministry, I felt like God talked to me about starting women's ministry. Now, I would have thought I'd be the last person on the face of the earth to start a women's ministry, honestly. <laughs> so I told Nathan in April, um, one week after my cat was run over and died, and then I got really sick for six weeks or something in May and June. The end of June, I lost my main job. So I was like, what is going on, God? But I was determined I was still going to start the women's ministry. So I plucked up the courage and spoke to Nathan again in August. And then he said, oh, these other people also want to do women's ministry. So I got together with Margaret Rowe and Felicity Chamberlain and Hannah and a couple of other people in the background. And we put Kingdom Women together. And the Kingdom Women meeting in October was awesome. And we now have a Kingdom Women app, which we didn't have before. Yeah. And, um, so, and then Margaret Rowe wanted to do 30 Names of the Names of God. And so she put that out there on the app. And a whole lot of people said, yes, I want to be involved. And so that's just finished yesterday, I think. So it's amazing, isn't it? So I thought I heard God. And then it, it's all happened. And I'm expecting big things for Kingdom Women in 2024. Thank you. Next person, come on down. Come on down, come on. And if the next person wants to come and sit at the front, that's going to help too. It will. Um, mine revolves around prayer as well. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of communal prayer. It's really powerful when we pray together. And so I, um, I've loved our 12-hour days of prayer. I've loved praying on a Tuesday night. I regularly have done that all this year, on, joined with Margaret and others. On Tuesday night so that's really easy to do really encourage you as something that you can do in 2024 is be a part of that prayer ministry but I also have got involved in prayer ministry this year and yes you have to do it but I have really enjoyed being a part of the prayer ministry team and just seeing the difference that praying for a long length of time in a structured way has given freedom to people so I'm really looking forward to doing more of that in um, 2024. Um, yeah, so all of the talks around faithful 
and also the Uversion plans have helped me grow my faith, especially around like um, God moving and stuff. So at, one of the times I've seen that was at the leaders retreat in June where Andrew Lingley had like back problems, lots of pain, and we prayed for him and that night he was healed and was pain-free. And as I was praying, I had faith that God was going to heal him and then he was healed. So that just encouraged me to have faith in like what it does. Yeah, so um, this last year has been around um, faithfulness in prayer ministry and in foundations. Um, so yeah, I want to want to continue that into this this coming year with um, helping other people through prayer ministry, uh, helping more people through foundations. Laughing at my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Staying away from these donuts would be a, a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just, just wherever God puts me, I want to be faithful and, and complete the job. Um, and part of that is serving, serving Nathan with um, our next steps for, for the church building and things. So, yeah, a lot, a lot happening this next year. Next. Come on, Dev. Beautiful. I praise and thank God for his worthy to be praised. I like to... Uh, talk about my sister, share my sister's testimony. In um, December 2012, my sister got married and she moved to London. And after two years, she moved to London from India. Yeah. And in 2015, she came to India for delivery and she had a lot of problems in her marriage. And the communication between um, my sister and her husband stopped. But God, God said that He will restore. So it took seven years. And after seven years, God restored. And in this journey, like God spoke to us, like continuously st stating that He will restore. And many people said that more out of marriage, but God was there. And likewise, He answered all our prayers. He's faithful. And in this journey, we were all in the resting faith. So yeah. praise God. Wow. Seven, seven years. Hey, who's next? Come on down. Come on, Mel. Mel's got an incredible testimony. <laughs> So I would say that 2023 has been resting faith. Um, life was going fantastically, minus the diagnosis that I had. Um, and then council got involved in our lives and chaos happened. And just in every single form, it just chaos ensued. And um, it was really, really, really difficult. And God was super faithful in that. And um, even though I remember at one point we were down to something very small and Dave's like, Mel, do we need to borrow? And I just felt like God saying, no, I'm your daily bread, trust me. And every day, it was okay. And um, it was incredible, like this faith that God gave Dave and I and the peace that he gave us to get through this. And in the middle of this actually really, really hard time and going to see Dave's mum who's dying in America and just financial really difficult time. Um, in October 28, on October 28th, God decided that after being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis for eight years and 10 months, he would cure me of symptoms. And um, it has been incredible. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm fantastic. And I don't know if anybody has been sick for eight years and 10 months, every single day for eight years and 10 months, in pain, chronic fatigue, not being able to swallow, not being able to walk, and getting progressively worse and worse and worse until the Australian government recognises you as super bad. That's when you're bad. Um, I'm fine. And in the middle of absolute chaos in our lives, I'm fine. 
We've seen, um, we've seen three, maybe there's been more, but we've seen three significant healings. Melly of the MS stuff, like praise God. Andrew's back was bad for months and months and months, and they've had instant, and a guy at Preston's, he had eye breakdown due to diabetes, and his eyes have been totally healed. Like, we've seen significant healings this year. And Margaret got healed of a tummy. So there's more that I don't even know about. When we talk about faith and we believe God for things, guess what happens? He moves. Who's next? Come on down. Annette Riley's got something I can tell. Diane does. So those of you who don't know, I'm a nurse, and it's been on my heart for a very, very long time to serve our mercy ships. So 2024 is going to be the year I serve our mercy ships. But I'm, and I I'm, have faith that God will provide somebody to look after my house and my cats and the finances, because those are the big things. So pray for me. For, so Mercy Ships serves on the coast of West of Africa. Um, it's a floating hospital, and they are docked there for 10 months of the year, and they pick a country, um, and they do surgery for free. Um, so, and I volunteer, so I have to pay for my way to get there. I have to pay for um, my accommodation, and um, yeah, so I've got to pay my mortgage and everything else while I'm gone, but. Yes, yeah, so please pray for me. Amen. That's stepping faith. That's stepping faith, and I love it. Who's next? Come on, who's next? Come on, this is an opportunity. I'll give Jackson an opportunity. Jackson, tell us that. Come on. Look at his. What happened to your hair, dude? Get up there. Come on, up here. Tell us about. Tell us about, oh my goodness. Um, anyway, we'll just ignore the hair. Um, tell us about where you were this time last year in your Christian journey and where you're up to. Tell us the last year, what, what's happened in you? Oh, uh, okay. Um, I would say this year, I would say it was stepping faith. So, I don't know. Becoming like a youth leader, that was a big step for me, I think. Uh, joining the worship team. Um, but yeah, different, I think I was a different person last year. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. <laughs> well, oh. Oh, can I sit? It's very bright. I don't know. I think I, would, I was like a very uh, lukewarm Christian back in the day. Um, I'm not that old, sorry, not back in the day. <laughs> last year, last year I was like a lukewarm Christian. Um, I would just come to church because my family would come. Um, but I think I've grown in my faith and become more of like a man. Um, and I would say it's my own decisions. And it's like my, my relationship with God this time. So a lot has changed in like my choices and what I want and what I want my relationship to look like. And I think... That's because of leaders here, my family, um, everyone encouraging me. Um, so just taking a leap of faith to try and change my relationship and actually put time and effort into that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That might have been the best testimony, all, best testimony all day, brother. Love it. Amen. Someone else? Come on, Marcelo, our brother. Who's after Marcelo? Who's going to come after Marcelo? Yes, Joseph, you need to share a testimony. Your years changed heaps too. 
Yeah, brother. Hi, church. Um, yeah, um, in this year of 2023, I can see um, great change in myself when it comes to prayer, you know, in my wife as well. And everybody knows that Michelle, what she, she's going through, hasn't finished yet, I mean, but she's nearly there. She's going she's gonna to overcome this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just have noticed, like, the prayer that I've been doing for five years with my prayer partner, Fernando. Yeah, it's just like we don't do much. We just ring each other in the morning, you know, from Monday to Thursday, and then we pray for an hour. And I can see a lot of fruits from that. You know, so this, this is one thing, you know, like, um, and there's no person better than Michelle to tell about what she's going through, you know. But for me, as a husband, I'm just trying to do my best to be a husband and servant of God in this situation. You know? So, yeah, so the, the other thing that I've been praying so much as well is for my neighbors to surrender their life to, to Jesus. Because... Um, they, they always, like, you know, want to serve me some way. Because I have, have served them in many ways. I mean, like, helping them to doing things in their house. I mean, and uh, I can see they wanted to do something as well. But I really want them to serve the real God, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. So, yeah, I'm going to continue to pray for them. And they're going to surrender all Amen. to Jesus. Yeah, Joseph. Like this? Um, so pretty much, I was just never a Christian my whole life. And um, this year around like April, May, like I surrendered my life to Jesus. And um, I felt like he placed like, like a career path on my heart. So I decided to pursue that career. And I just stepped down like faith and like praise God, like hope for the best, like you know what I mean? But, and he came through, like I had so many obstacles in my like, like um, through this journey, but like he's been faithful like all the time. And um, I'm gonna continue trusting in him and yeah. getting better. Come on. We're heading up. Hill. Trin, you got something? Alicia? Oh, you're dobbing in people in. Anyone else? Come on. You got something to share, I'm sure. Yeah, come on, Trin. Um, earlier this year, I went through foundations with Christy, Josh, and Jeremy, and that was really, really good. So if you haven't done it, I would recommend. But um, I've been like raised a Christian my whole life, and I've had a pretty good, close relationship with God, especially through prayer. That's how I would feel like I would connect with him. But, like, my form of reading the Bible would be, like, looking at the verse of the day in new version and not doing anything else. Um, and Christy challenged me. She said, Trin, I really want you to, like, try reading the Bible, like, picking a book and going through the chapters and just reading it. And so I did. And um, I started doing that pretty well this year. And, like, my faith and relationship with God just through doing that, like, transformed completely. And he's taken me on a big journey. I've done really cool things. And I feel like just... Um, my recommendation would, if you could go into 2024, like reading the Bible consistently, like you'll see really good stuff from that. Well done, thank you. Who's next? <laughs> I know she loves it, so that's why I'm going. Anyone else? Come on, cut more, two more. 
Josh Thompson. Yes, come on, Josh. Come on, Josh. Sorry, Josh. You got something to share? I know you do. Get up. Oh, on the stage. Um, I think sort of from like the start of the year, I was probably sort of like Jackson. I was pretty lukewarm. Christian sort of never really read the Bible. I only sort of came to church just because of parents and whatever. But I feel like as the years gone on, I've become youth leader as well as Jackson. And it's and as I read the Bible more, it's. I can see myself grow and change, and it's just wonderful to sort of see that and how you can impact the younger ones through youth leading and the way they look up to you is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, keep reading, Bob. Good job. I think for me this year, um, I've had a lot of growth, and I think in the past, I would say no to things like out of fear. Um, but like this year, um, I've tried to be more faithful, like going to Cambodia is one example. And I know that there was so much opportunity for me there. And I've grown a lot from that um, in so many ways. But then, yeah, also being a part of the worship team and becoming more involved in worship as well. Um, and yeah, I think hearing stories of other people. And I think the, in my young adult life group, that's really beneficial. And hearing everyone's stories and the way that God is moving and it really just shows how powerful God is and hearing the stories of healing as well. Yeah. One more. One more. One more. Michelle, come on down. Give us a story. Yeah, my wife. Come on, and the worship team will come up as Michelle comes and shares. I suppose for me, this year has been a strange year where lots of things looked like they might change and then kind of none did. But learning to trust God in the middle of what some days felt like was a bit chaotic and everything was unsure and unstable and learning to say, I'm just going just gonna to trust that you're looking after this God and just making sure I kept doing the things that I needed to do. Um, yeah, and it, it makes me look at 2024 and go, ooh, what do you have for us this year, God? Um, but in the process of doing that, I think it's also saying I need to be ready for when God asks me to step out. So making sure I spend more time praying and reading the Bible so I'm ready for whatever it is he wants me to be faithful with in 2024. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the Next Step button.